What's up? It's the Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee, and I'm out here in Detroit. Both Charlemagne and DJ Envy, who are, by the way, both in New York at home, are late. So I'll be starting the show without them. Now, yesterday was day two of the Democratic debates. That's what I'm out here in Detroit. Uh, I'm out here partly for that. I was here for a seat at the table on Monday, and then I went to both nights at the Democratic debates. Did you guys watch? Uh, Anyone in the room? I, I caught the end of it. Kind of. I hey, saw. Uh, hello. How you doing? I saw De Blasio and Biden going at it a little bit. Okay, so I will say this. Mm-hmm. Night two was way more exciting than night one. Yep. Bigger because names. They were, yeah, they were, there was definitely a lot more diversity on the stage. <laughs> I think they put all the people of color on last night. And there was a lot of going back and forth. And it, was, it got very spicy in the room. It was vicious, as yeah. the kids say. It was like a wrestling match. It was nice. I liked it. Yeah. And I saw uh, Tamika Mallory was there. Mm-hmm. And I guess she ended up getting kicked out last night. But what I did like was they were chanting fire Pantaleo now. And Daniel Pantaleo is the police officer who still has a job after killing Eric Garner. And they did discuss Pantaleo and Eric Garner several times throughout the night. So I'm not sure if that was already on the schedule and they were already having these discussions or if that was just fresh top of mind because of that. So either way, it seems like a win to me. And I... And they're right. I can't understand why that police officer still has a job. I agree. So, yeah, completely made sense. I don't know what uh, you're so talking y- about. I just said I agree. What up, Yee? Oh, what's up, DJ Emmy? Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? This is The Breakfast Club. This is The Breakfast Club. How was this- your night last night? I already discussed that. Oh, I was looking to see you when they were protesting. I was like, is Angela Yee with them when they protesting? Is Angela Yee with them protesting? You know what's funny? So I, t- I, I knew Tamika was there, so I had texted her when I got there. I was like, hey, where you at? And I was actually going to go and sit by her. Oh, that would have been then I was, <laughs> You would have had to walk out right with them. You would have had to walk out right with them. You can't be that one I friend. I wouldn't know what was going on. Everybody she walks mention. out and you just stand there. You couldn't have been that person. Yeah, she didn't mention that that was about to happen. <laughs> I'd have had to stand up too, though. Oh boy! So, how was your night? Did you watch the debates? I did watch the debates. I also had a, uh, I had to host something. It was something that was canceled from a month ago, so I had to uh, go do that last night. Um, but I did watch the debates. I guess we'll talk about it in front page news. Very interesting. Everybody was firing shots at Joe Biden. Uh, Cory mm-hmm. Booker, what, what was his line uh, about the Kool Aid? You all, you dipping all in the Kool Aid and don't even you know, know the, the flavor. flavor. <laughs> well, how are you gonna know the flavor if you don't dip in the Kool Aid? What's your favorite Kool-Aid flavor? I'm just curious. Um, mm, it have to be a toss-up. I used to like to mix Kool-Aid flavors together. Oh. So I would like to mix grape and cherry. It's kind of like a rainbow flavor. I like the cherry or the fruit punch. Anyway, well, let's get the show cracking. Glasses Malone will be joining us this morning. Ooh, controversy. Now, a lot of you guys don't know who Glasses Malone is. He's a West Coast Damn, artist. Envy. He's a lyricist. <laughs> now, he doesn't have a huge record, so I'm sure a lot Damn. of people might not know who he is. <laughs> So before we Why talk to him... Why did you have to, to say him, it like that? No, Wait, I'm, let's back up for a second. Don't say it like that. Say it differently. Shout to Glasses Malone if you don't know who he is. I want there you, you go. to Google him before we interview him next hour. He has a song out right now. 
that's very controversial. The name of the song is Tupac Must Die. Okay. All right. Yes. Now, very the you video. You know, I heard all about it. The video. I want you to watch the video. I don't want to tell you anything about the video. I want you to form your own opinions on it. I want you to Google it if you're on your iPhone, your Android, you buy your computer. Just Google. Get a pen. Get a pen. Get a pen. Get, get a, a pen, pen. Get a pen. Get a pen. Get a pen. <laughs> Glasses Malone. Tupac must die. We're gonna watch the video and then we're gonna talk to him next hour. All right. And then now uh, we got front page news. What are we talking about? You. The debates, of course. We got some takeaways for you from last night. All right. Charlamagne not here? I be Charlamagne here? Okay. All right. We'll get Y'all into it. Y'all need to come to work on time, both of you. I was here. I just you know my, what? what? And just, to, just so people know what goes on when you have to do the show in Detroit, you have to get dropped off at a gas station and walk to the station because they're doing construction on the block where it's located. That's correct. Out here. And yes, so it's a, a bit of a walk. Where is this? In Farmington? In Farmington. If not, the other way, you have to walk through the woods. So you have to get woods. here even super early. Yeah, absolutely. I had to walk through the woods a couple of times out in Detroit. So shout to our family out in Detroit. All right. Well, front page news is next. I'm sure Charlamagne will be here at 6.05. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, Charlamagne, good morning. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We I'm, are the Breakfast Club. I'm running late. I, was, I did uh, Seth Meyer last night mm-hmm. and it was live mm-hmm. and you know when them late late shows mm-hmm. say that they're live you really realize that they really are late night shows yes so I went on at 119 in the morning last night live mm. after the debates on Seth Meyers on NBC wow it's knocked out so boo-boo sleeping boo-boo sleepy huh um, not really. Okay. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Once I get here, I'm, you know, I got no choice. All right, we got a lot of stuff it. to get into, and you might want to get this front page news started. Nah, Damn, can, I, I can't say what I did last night? No. You, should, you should get here on time. You, you could have talked a lot longer. Regardless of when you and Envy get here, y'all say what y'all did the night before. We used but it's front page news. Damn. And we have so much to talk wow. about with the debates. Go. Yeah, y'all do me. Make All right, go ahead, Charlamagne. Go, go ahead, talk about you. It's too late now. Last night on the debate. What you mean? You want to <laughs> talk about me? Oh, I said what I did last night. I was on uh, Seth Meyers' show last night, talking about the debates. Yeah, and I'll be on I'll be on CNN tonight on Aaron Burnett's show. You said o'clock. that already. What are we talking I didn't say about? Nothing about CNN. See what I'm saying? You ain't paying no attention. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even paying no attention. All right, what are we talk about? Well, we're talking about the debates from last night. And so it looks like the two front runners, Biden and Kamala Harris, were the targets for everyone on the stage because. Mm-hmm. People were definitely trying to make their impact last night. And some of what they had to say was warranted because you do get to question people. It felt like it was more about attacking them than talking policies for part of that time. Now, Cory Booker really went at Biden and he brought up the crime bill. If you want to compare records, and frankly, I'm shocked that you do, uh, I am happy to do that. That's a fact. Because all of the problems that he is talking about that he created, I actually led the bill that got passed into law that reverses the damage that your bills, that you were, frankly, to correct you, Mr. Vice President, you were bragging, calling it the Biden crime bill up till 2015. Thank you, Senator. Cory Booker was on fire last night. Drop one of the clues bombs for Cory Booker. I didn't and that's know. all because Biden was trying to criticize what Cory Booker did as mayor of Newark. Which is crazy because I don't understand why, uh, why, why Biden would do that, knowing he has the 94 crime bill and the 88 crack law in this bill. Well, Biden did try to defend himself. The bill he talks about is a bill that in my, our administration, we passed. We passed that bill that you added on to. That's the bill, in mm-hmm. fact, you passed. Secondly, there was nothing done for the entire eight years he was mayor. There was nothing done to deal with the police department that was corrupt. Why did you announce in the first day a zero-tolerance policy of stop and frisk and hire Rudy Giuliani's guy in 2007 when I was trying to get rid of the crack cocaine? Uh, Mr. Vice President, there's a saying in my community, you're dipping into the Kool-Aid and you don't even know the flavor. 
It seems like he tries too hard, Booker, sometimes, <laughs> though. With the speaking Spanish, the last one, with the whole Kool-Aid reference this time, it just seems no, like he tries I'm, I'm too hard. i be honest man. with you. That Kool-Aid reference, reference didn't sound like he was trying at all. It did that to me. It sounded like, you know, because I'm sure that if he was trying to write something like that in 2019, he'd have came up with something better. The funniest thing last night was when Joe Biden kept referencing President Barack Obama, but at one point he called Cory Booker Mr. President, <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, yeah. like, oh, he really thought he was talking to President Obama. Joe Biden thinks all black people look alike. I'm surprised that was, that, a, that was a very awkward moment. Super very awkward. awkward. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your front page news for now. And I know we have a lot more that we have to get into because uh, Tulsi Gabbard went at Kamala Harris pretty hard. I, and we're going to get into that in the next front page news. I, I do got to salute Cory Booker, though, because there's a lot of things that I've been wondering when people was going to bring up, like the 94 crime bill to Joe Biden and the 88 crack law. Mm-hmm. But more important, Cory Booker addressed the elephant in the room about, you know, how are we going to have a fair presidential election process next year when there has been Russian interference? We know this. When there's rampant voter suppression. Like, if the fight is fixed, what are we supposed to do next year? And I'm glad that Cory Booker brought that up. Two days of Democratic debates, he's the only person that brought that up, which is strange to me. Especially being that Mitch McConnell uh, and the Republicans blocked the electoral security bill. Well, in our community, we have Get It Off Our Chest next, all right? 800-585-1051 if you want to get it off your chest. If uh, you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you just want to, you know, say you feel blessed. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Christopher. Hey, Chris, good morning. Get it off your chest. I'm just talking about Russian interference with President Trump. Let's hear about it, Christopher. Put to rest. Um, how can it be put to rest when Robert Mueller did in his investigation said it was Russian interference? When the Republican Senate Intel Committee said it was Russian interference? Like, what, what do you want to be put to rest, sir? But, but, but where, where was the Russian interference? Because nothing has came, came out. When the last Mueller investigation, when he was speaking, everything he said was, I don't recall. What page was that on? That's not true. I'm not sure. That's not true. It was this. That's not true. Last week, last week when he did his uh, testimony... He said verbatim that the Russians interfered with the election and they're doing it right now. Go back and do some research, my brother. That's all. A little, little quick reading to help you. It's a little Google search. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm not asking you. Well, thank you for calling, Yo. Rick. Yo, what's up, Abby? Good morning. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, what's Rick? up, King? Yo, so I'm gonna do this on, on behalf of all the people that listen to you guys in the morning. Stop being late, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I set the tone for people's morning every morning. I set the tone for the day for people that listen. To I'm not guys. late. Stop, not you, Angela. Not you. I'm talking to Charlemagne especially. Stop being late. Stop coming in late. Because a lot of people out here listen to you guys set the tone for our morning and how we get to work. And when you're not here for those couple of minutes, y'all throw us off. And we be having bad days, man. So stop, what do you mean? stop being late, man. Bro, you got Angela Yee. You got Angela Yee, bro. Bro, you got Angela Yee. I think we all have a responsibility to be on time and be respectful to our listeners. And how you take this, Charlemagne, is going to determine how people listen to you going forward. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh you be God. late all the time, bro. I understand people be late to work and there be circumstances, but you be late all the time. And it's almost like you're taking the, the audience for granted. So on behalf my, my, Hey, my brother, my brother. Can I, I'm gonna tell the audience. I'm gonna tell the audience this for the millionth time. My 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 clock says my contract says I get here six oh five. Yep. I don't know what to tell y'all. I just changed mine yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? 
Hey, this is Antonio from L.A. Antonio from L.A., man. Get it off your chest. Hey, first off, I just want to say thank you for accepting my call. Me and my girlfriend, Desiree, I love you. I I, uh, I hear you guys all the time, and I'm really happy to be on here. But I just wanted to talk to um, Charlamagne for a second. Yes, sir. Hey, um, did you see Tulsi Gabbard body Kamala Harris last night? Man, I did. I did see. Painful. I did see her body Kamala Harris last night. She was coming to the defense of Joe Biden because you know Kamala mm-hmm. came at Biden in the first debate, and I think Tulsi is trying to lock down a potential cabinet cabinet position. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm old, I'm iffy about Tulsi Gabbard myself. I do like her regime change wars perspective, but I knew it was only a matter of time that Kamala's record was going to get exposed, especially. You know, I think the most, I would have taken it a step further when we talk about like her failure to prosecute Steve Newkin because he was at the time when she was DA of California, um, she was illegally foreclosing homes early. And the DA office told Kamala, you need to prosecute this guy. And she said, no, she didn't do it. Now he's the secretary of the treasury under Donald Trump. And we don't know why she did it, but I guess, you know, a $2,000 donation in 2016 when she was running for senator may have done the trick. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's a little it's a little fishy that people are still going to get behind her when it's pretty clear that her track record doesn't reflect, um, doesn't reflect any progressive policy. And so that's kind of like where I'm at at it right now. Yeah, but last I, night was not I a great night for Kamala Harris at all. Yeah, I mean, Harris, Thank she, you, sir. Senator Harris has to do a better job of just speaking about how she didn't create the law. She was just charged with implementing the law, and that is what she was trying to do. That's what she's trying to do now, which is change the law. Well, she can't be powerful every single time she speaks. She's been doing a, a great job since last night. I mean, you kind of yeah, got to. Yeah, but there's you, a lot of things that she gets criticism for. She and does. that is... Yeah, and she, she, she did not respond to that criticism well. Yeah, but right. you, you gotta you gotta be prepared in those debates. Tulsi Gabbard got her dirt too. They all do. Tulsi mm-hmm. Gabbard used to work for her her father's anti-gay pact. It was the Alliance for Traditional Marriage, which promoted conversion therapy. I'm surprised they didn't hit her with that last night. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up! Wake up! Wake your ass! This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Get It Off Your Chest. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Spencer, man. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man. Hey, man, I just want to uh, wish my mother a happy birthday. She turned 43 today. On uh, Good morning, DJ Envy, Angela Yee, uh, Charlamagne the Guy. Good morning, bro, and happy birthday to your brother. Mother. Hey, man. Uh, no, it's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, my mom's birthday. Uh, you know, I love my mama. Thank you for everything she done. Absolutely. Uh, What's her name again? She, uh, her name is Aisha. Aisha Deadeye. All right. Happy birthday, mama. I want to. Yeah, Aisha Deadeye. I don't think he said Deadeye. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's good, man? It's Donovan from Virginia Beach, yo. Dev- uh, Donovan from the 757. Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, I'm tired of females procrastinating when they want to have sex, too. Now, obviously, I know I got to do my part. You know what I'm saying? Got to break it down. Procrastinating. If the connection there on the first date, obviously won't do it. Like, what's up? Can I get my face wet? What's up, baby? Damn, no. you sound like a... a that, you that, sound crazy. That's how the young boys ask to eat the poom poom daddy. They want to get their face wet? Goodness gracious. Nah. I'm just saying, if a woman doesn't saying, feel like having sex, that's not procrastinating. I just don't want to do it tonight. No, and I understand that. I'm just saying, like, don't have a conversation to talk about, like, you like giving a and talk about lifting and hitting on you, dude. I'm sitting here like, yo, what's up? I see it's on your mind, cuz. Well, that's when it's time for you to go home and play with yourself, okay? 
Now we were we watching the debate, so obviously I was being mature too at the same time. <laughs> I was here. That's what you call being mature. Oh I feel gosh. you. You're a private citizen, baby. All Just right. doing your part. <laughs> Goodbye, man. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name's Kayla. Hey, Kayla, get it off your chest. I'm heartbroken and I'm miserable. Oh. He broke up with me. Why? Oh. Why? I, he's still in love with his ex in New York. We're in Orlando right now. Oh. I feel like I do the breaking up. I don't get broken up with. This is new. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I'm oh. like going through it. How old are you? Uh, 24. Oh, there'll be other guys out there. Don't worry yourself. I don't know. I just like this one. He treated me like gold. All the good ones do. Uh, well, I have, I'm sorry I have a, to hear that. And time does heal all wounds, so I know it's okay for you to go through that period of time where you're upset, where you can't eat, you can't sleep. That's part of the process. I have a single friend that you might be interested in. Who is that? <laughs> he's about five. He's about five eight. He's white. Does he have a beard? Oh no. No beard. He I, said he's not I five eight. I, so I told you, he's five eleven. <laughs> Well, tell him to follow me on Instagram. She said, follow her on Instagram, Steve. Oh, you're trying to hook her up with Steve? Yes. But Is Steve cute? You're trying to ruin this woman's life? Is Steve cute? Yeah, Steve cute? <laughs> Is he Don't a cute? Don't mess me up, MD. All right, maybe not this one then. I mean, let's pass on this one then. Yeah. Well, we'll find you him. another one, all right, Mama? Don't worry about it. Go out. Cute. Have a good time. And just, you know, just relax. Don't even think about him. His pee-pee was probably too small for you anyway, right? Why are you talking about <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. There you go. Well, have a good weekend, all right? Thank you so much. All righty now. All right. Hello, who's this? This is James from Dayton. James, get it off your chest, bro. Uh, I ain't want nothing much. Just want to spread a little positivity. Um, I'm having a good morning on my way to work. Just want to give a shout out to my wife. We've been married for a year, August 18th. Nice. Yes. Uh, and we're having a baby December 4th, Niel Nalan. Oh, y'all not playing no game. They named okay. the baby and everything already. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done after that. I got four babies. To me, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. That is a lot. I got three, and I got a lot. And Envy got 17. He want more. Uh, see, good luck with that one. <laughs> but I ain't want nothing left to say. I appreciate y'all, man. I listen to y'all every morning. And I finally got through, so I just want to spread a little positivity. There you have it, man. Have a good morning, man. Y'all have a better one. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Uh, yes, we do. We are going to be talking about Mario Lopez. Yesterday, we told you about the comments that he made on children who are transgender. Well, now he is backtracking about what those comments For no damn reason. Bowing, bowing the social media pressure in the mob. All right, well, we'll get into that next. And next hour, Glasses Malone will be joining him. Glasses joining Malone. Us, excuse me. He's a West Coast artist. He has a new song and video out right now. The title is Tupac Must Die. And I want you to Google that and watch it so you understand what we're talking about next hour. I wonder if we can post it. We can't post it on Breakfast Club page. Uh, I mean, he is independent. Yeah, I guess we could post it. I guess we could play a snippet of it on, on, our, on Instagram as well. He's independent. Ain't like he going to pull it down. All right. All right, we'll do that. So, rumors next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. <sighs> Let's get to these rumors. What are we talking about? Mario Lopez. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Mario Lopez did this original interview back in June. It's now resurfacing. He was on with Candace Owens, and he had these comments about transgender children. 
Look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously. You know, and I always say, if you come from a place of love, you, you know, you, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way, you're, 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 you think you're a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be, I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination then, okay, well, then you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. And it's, it's sort of alarming and... My gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. Right. When you're a kid, you don't know anything about sexuality yet. You're you're just a kid. Now, this was in response to talking about Charlize Theron, who announced that their child is self-identifying their own gender and other celebrities as well who are allowing their children to make their own determinations. So it drew a lot of uh, backlash for that. And he has since apologized. He released a statement. The comments I made were ignorant and insensitive. And now I have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were. I have been and always will be an ardent supporter of the LGBTQ community. And I'm going to use this opportunity to better educate myself. Moving forward, I will be more informed and thoughtful. Oh, Mario. In addition. Mario, <laughs> buckle to the mob. Mario Lopez said nothing wrong. We're talking about a three-year-old child. Like, what logical decision can a child make at three? Like, you should not make that determination at three. Let the kid grow. If that's actually really the case, so be it. But at three? What logical decision can you make at three? Well, he got the Well, pressure. he did mix up sexuality with gender identity as well because one has nothing to do with the other. But Karamo Brown took to social media. He said, I'm disappointed in Mario's comments about parents who support their children's openness about their gender identity. As a social trained to identify abuse or neglect of a child. Healthy and safe dialogue with kids is neither abusive, neglectful, or dangerous. I don't think Mario Lopez should be canceled, but I do believe he should be given the opportunity to learn why his comments are hurtful, are harmful to trans youth and their parents. Mario, I'm ready to talk when you are. Now, GLAD also issued a statement in response to Mario Lopez, and they said medical and psychological experts and parents of children who are transgender have long discredited the ideas that Mario Lopez shared. The real dangerous action is when someone with a public platform uses bad science to speak against a vulnerable group of children. He didn't say you shouldn't support it, though. He just said at three, he don't know if we should be making that determination. Like, so. what's wrong with that? I think it's hard to say what anyone could do if you're not raising a child, I would guess, that's a trans child. I but I got a child. I got a three-year-old at home right now who comes to me every day telling me that she's something else. I don't I don't say, say anything about it. I don't discourage it. It's just like, okay, you're a mermaid. You're a unicorn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I don't, my, like, my well, daughter okay. was a unicorn last night. Yeah, it's like I don't discourage it. She's three. I'm not Do even you think thinking. it's dangerous? Do I think it's dangerous to what? That she comes to you and says those things. No. Mm-mm. -uh. Okay, so That's not, but maybe said, his wording said, was wrong. He said he thinks it's dangerous to come to that determination mm -hmm. so early. That's what he said. I don't know if dangerous is the right choice of word, but we're not going to sit here and act like, you know, he needs to be attacked by a mob for his comments. That's just a conversation. It's simple. Well, I think a, most people weren't really attacking him. They were saying that they don't think he should be canceled from the comments that's that I was That's why he apologized reading. so fast because yeah, he was being attacked. They had a headline that said, Mario Lopez said you should not support your transgender children. That's not what he said. Well, that reaction doesn't sound supportive necessarily, but he has since issued his statement and mm -hmm. says that he's learned a lot. All right, now Woodstock 50 has been officially canceled. It's officially over. So, you know, <laughs> this festival was supposed to be just two weeks away, and Jay-Z pulled out of the festival. Miley Cyrus is supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. Carlos Santana, they had all kinds of things happening. First, the venue pulled the plug. Then the investors pulled the plug. It was all kinds of issues, and they were still trying to make it happen in a different location, but it's now officially canceled. It went from a two-day event to a one-day event to not happening at all. Now, let's talk about a prank gone wrong. The police were called to Jay-Z and Beyonce's house in the Hamptons. That's because a guy arrived at the house, pressed the talk button, and said he was there to see someone whose name was 
not even on the name for the house. So apparently one of his friends invited him over and sent him to that address as a joke. Oh, that's fine. So the man ended up having to go to the police station. Now, see, now what if Tata was visiting and pepper sprayed that man? You know what I'm saying? Because somebody want to play games. Whose fault is that? Right. <laughs> you got to beat your friend I mean, up after that one. Sounds like a funny joke. Like, I'm going to send nah, you to Beyonce and Jay-Z. It ain't, ain't funny until to, to to Julia <laughs> stuff you in the mailbox. <laughs> it ain't <All> funny. Right. <laughs> okay, now let's talk about The Bachelorette. The finale ratings have soared with the ending. So they said the ratings on Tuesday night was humongous for them. About almost 7.5 million viewers. Uh, DJ MV, this is your show yes, uh, that well, you enjoy to watch. Yes, I watched it with my wife. I enjoyed the show. Uh, it was actually very, very fabulous. Monday was great. Tuesday was, uh, uh, what do they call it? A jerk what? Is they call it a, a, a jerker? A circle jerk? I don't know. But it was a circle jerk, whatever it was. It was a change direction. I love the show so much. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Jed, you're a piece of ish. Black men don't cheat, and you shouldn't have cheated on that young lady, Hannah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I agree with you. <laughs> you, know what you need to Google circle jerk, okay? Uh, okay? All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your you, rumor report. If you Google circle jerk, I'm telling you right now, B2K coming up. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, B2K and Marcus Houston coming up, because first time I heard that term was about in a story about them. <laughs> a porn site definitely comes up, and I'm not clicking it. You know what? <laughs> Do circle jerk and B2K and tell me what's uh, going Let me up. see, let me see. And or the Beatles. B2K. Oh, there's a picture of... Yo, I'm not gonna lie. Chingy and Bobby <laughs> Valentino pops up when you Whoa. type in circle. Look, what was that? Chingy and Bobby Valentino. When you okay, all, all right. right. They all gonna be at OVO Fest if you wanna. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one is Chris Stokes. I'm not making this up. It really pops up, right? What was that say? Chris Stokes. All right, guys. All right. <laughs> All right, now, Charlemagne. Oh, no, we got front page news next. What are we talking about front page news? <laughs> you don't news? know what's going on. I don't. Uh, we're going to be talking about the debates from last night, and Kamala Harris versus Tulsi Gabbard will tell you what went down with them. All right, and also, next hour, we have Ask Yee. You can get on the phone lines right now if you want to talk to Yee, if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. 800-585-1051, but front page news is next. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, we're going to talk about the debates last night because there's some things we didn't get to earlier this morning. Earlier this morning, we talked a lot about Cory Booker versus Joe Biden. Now let's talk about Tulsi Gabbard versus Kamala Harris. Now Biden and Kamala are the ones that are at the top from last night. So naturally, everybody on that stage was trying to make sure they got their FaceTime in and questioned their records. Well, Tulsi Gabbard had this to say to Kamala Harris. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California, and she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Yeah, Kamala definitely got clapped last night. Uh, she she sucked on the stage last night, but you know well, what Well, here's... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, here's a little bit more just be before you get to your point. Mm -hmm. Here's some more of what she had to say and uh, Kamala's response. I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people, which became a national model for the work that needs to be done. And I am proud of that work. In the case of those who were on death row, 
innocent people. You actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. My entire career, I have been opposed, personally opposed to the death penalty, and that has never changed. And I dare anybody who is in a position to make that decision, to face the people I have faced, to say, I will not seek the death penalty. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you talk about Senator Harris locking people up for, for drugs, you remember who created the war on drugs, and that was Joe Biden. So all Senator Harris had to say was, you know, uh, you, you wrote the laws that I was required to implement. And if Tulsi really cares about the war on drugs, she should have went at Biden, too. Simple and what pivot. about the... And what about her not letting people out, let, not letting evidence be used that could ever release people from prison? That I have that, no the DNA evidence. Of. I got to research that one. Mm. I've heard that yeah. before, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Kirsten Gillibrand uh, made her mark on stage as well. And here's what she had to say about white privilege. I don't believe that it's the responsibility of Corey and Kamala to be the only voice that takes on these issues of institutional racism, systemic racism in our country. I think as a white woman of privilege, it is also my responsibility to lift over those voices that aren't being listened to. And I can talk to those white women in the suburbs that voted for Trump and explain to them what white privilege actually is. That when their son is walking down a street with a bag of M&Ms in his pocket, wearing a hoodie, his whiteness is what protects him from not being shot. Okay, and it did to that. You know, I appreciated what Gillibrand said, but we gotta stop going crazy when white people dance. Like, I love when white people, white people use their privilege to combat prejudice, but we also got to be aware when people are just trying to go viral and create moments. Like, they learned that from Marianne of Williamson. Of course. Like, like, come on, man. I mean, thank you for acknowledging That's what it. this is about. Thank you for acknowledging it, Gillibrand, but we go crazy just because the white girl hit a little Millie Rock. You know when a white person hit a Millie Rock and you're like, oh, oh, oh! Like, stop. Well, I think stop. everybody on that stage last night was trying to make a moment Was trying to hit well. the Millie Rock? Yeah, yeah but now, that was a big Now, Andrew right Yang also had this to say about... Uh, Immigrants, and of course, uh, the topic was about whether or not they should decriminalize uh, legal immigration here, so that they can make it a, more of a civil situation, so that people aren't getting ripped apart from their families, and it's not a crime at the border. My father immigrated here as a graduate student and generated over 65 U.S. patents for GE and IBM. I think that's a pretty good deal for the United States. That's the immigration story we need to be telling. And if you go to a factory here in Michigan, you will not find wall-to-wall -wall immigrants. You will find wall-to-wall -wall robots and machines. Immigrants are being scapegoated for issues they have nothing to do with in our economy. One of the best points I heard all night. That's Dropping a fact. the bombs for Andrew Yang. That is a fact. Andrew Yang, I thought, made a lot of great points last night as well. Y'all worried about right. y'all worried about the immigrants taking jobs? No, it's the robots that's mm -hmm. taking all your damn jobs. Mm-hmm. So you guys make sure you pay attention to what's going on. The debate was very spicy last night. Though, very so. spicy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Way more interesting than night one. Absolutely. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Glasses Malone will be joining that us. That disruptor. That disruptor named Glasses Malone. He's from the West Coast. He has a new song out and video that everybody's talking about. And I want you guys to Google it and check it out so you can, when we talk to him in a couple of minutes, you know exactly what we're talking about. The song is called Tupac Must Die. And it's from the perspective of uh, Orlando Anderson, the alleged killer of, of Tupac. Tupac. Orlando, Shakur. Baby Lane Anderson. Let's play a snippet of it, of how the song goes. This is them in the bing. I think them all seen us. I don't give a f It's too much smoke between us. Since freak ain't shooting, car reach right across. This gang banging is so costly. Rap artist who led a troubled existence has lost his fight for life. Gangster rap singer Tupac Shakur died tonight in a Las Vegas hospital. 
The video is clever as hell. Like I said, we got a couple of minutes before he steps in here and we and we get his interview on. Yeah, and don't so think, watch it. And don't think uh, he, he's he's cloud chasing because I've known Glass Malone been my homie for over a decade, mm-hmm. and that is who he is. That's mm-hmm. right. He's always a contrarian. He always has a different perspective than everybody else. That's yeah, why I enjoy talking to him. All right, we'll get that on next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. This goddamn troublemaker. Glasses <laughs> this, Malone. This disruptor. That's why I, listen, I love when Glasses pops out doing something because it's always going to be something that's going to cause a conversation or cause some type of disruption. <laughs> Tupac deserved to die. Tupac deserved to die. It's called it's, Tupac must die. No, must you die. tweeted out Tupac deserved to die. That's just the magnifying glass on Tupac must die. That was like to the second power so you could see it. Mm-hmm. I know how hard it is for y'all to see certain things. It's so Correct. hard. It's so much traffic. Maybe y'all just be missing shit, so I had to get a little creative. So, I understood uh, the concept, though. The concept, yeah. let me tell people who haven't seen it, it's, <laughs> it's from the perspective of Tupac's, uh, I guess, can we say, I guess we got to say alleged. Alleged, right? Kill, so Alleged killer, I guess. Orlando we'll Anderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah Why yeah. did you want to make a video from the perspective of the man who allegedly killed Tupac? Well, it wasn't really just about dude. It was like, I know what it's like to be jumped. I felt like people lack a little empathy and... It's always two sides to a story. That's what real good hip-hop is about. Mm-hmm. Right, but in this situation, you show the alleged situation. I mean, we're just going to say alleged, alleged, alleged. Sure, like sure. I say alleged it's always time. alleged. But yeah. we show the alleged situation where somebody uh, beat up one of the members of Death Row, took his chain. Well, That started it. It was, a, it was a gang fight. So it was a gang fight between the South Sides and the Compton, the Ma Pa Rules. You know, I got a lot of homies from both that way. But it was a gang fight. And in a gang fight, if somebody loses a gang fight, people... When you on the ground, people reach for jury. Jury and money. Yeah, so it wasn't like like he went to... I see a lot of false narrative. This is for sure. It wasn't like they were trying to rob him. Them dudes, all them South Sides, they just... They was paid. They got money. So mm-hmm. they wasn't reaching for the chain. Like, I, I really think... Like, I know for sure it was a gang fight. My boy Freaky Dre, rest in peace, said it was just a gang fight. When he went to the ground, they was reaching for it. Did he get it or did he not get it? Uh, that's the... Let's, do a, let's, said, let's he, do a little backstory. I want people to understand why Glasses, you know can speak about this kind of stuff. You sure. from L.A. Yeah, I'm from Watts. 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 Watts you a Crip. Yep, yep, yep. Been a Crip for a while. For a long time. Yeah. <laughs> My so tenure has been good. Yeah, My so you got OGs, and you've you've heard a lot of stories. This particular story is from my boy Freaky Dre. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Dre was allegedly in the car when it happened. Dre is like a dude that looked out for me when I was coming up. My third show, I performed that lame day. Dre was in the car when allegedly happened? Yeah, allegedly happened. Right. Well, Dre He's passed dead. away. Yeah, oh, okay, all right. Away. Everybody that was in the car outside of Keefe D is, you know, passed away. So okay. he told me the story. Now, did I think it had any value to me? Nah, I just asked him because I was like, you know, at the time, you always everybody wanted to know around the city the full details because you heard what had happened. So... He told me the story, and I thought it was dope, but I didn't think it made no sense on no rap level. It just kind of came around right now recently where I was like, damn, I'm a good storyteller. Everybody died. The story is kind of out there, but I could, like, rap it. You know what I'm saying? It's an amazing concept. I love the way you flipped it and you did it. Yeah. You did tweet Tupac deserved to die. Did, yeah. you, did you believe that, or was that the, from the perspective? That's from the of perspective Orlando. of Orlando Anderson. Okay, I, shit, I wouldn't. I get around this in my top. Like, it's mm-hmm. certain things that could not happen if Tupac wasn't here f- personally for me. But I think sometimes when it, like when hip hop get real good, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you get in character because like you just 
I, I was all the way in there. I've been in there when I made it, and I was really in the mood of, I know what it's like. I've mm-hmm. been jumped before. I retaliated before. So I know the feelings to the end. And, and, and Baby Lane's situation, he was either going to be Chauncey from Innocent Society or Eileen's cousin from Innocent Society. Mm. It was <laughs> going to be one of them. So he made a choice. And that's, you know, that's why his reputation is solid. Imagine if people would have had that tape of Pac jumping on him and, like, niggas would have had a thousand jokes. He couldn't go back home. Come on, It'll man. Be He'd be Think fighting about people jokes. every day long. Niggas is going to be having a tape. Man, right, you right. ain't do that. His girl. You ain't do that when Tupac then was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, we kind of. The culture is really like L.A. gang culture, the street culture. Just any level of poverty is real, like, unforgiving. So you can't let certain things rise. But so. the story is so detailed. Like, yeah, yeah, To the good. point where you they, they're sitting at the club waiting and then decide to take off. They see the, the you know, the. The, the car's moving, they make a U-turn, they don't know which car he's in, they hear yeah. some girls yelling, Tupac, they yeah, figure out what car uh, he's in. Like, the story is so damn detailed, Glasses. I was reading online, because I always read the comments, like, it tickled me, but I'm reading online where it's like, Glasses, man, you know, he's this a Hail Mary, and I'm like, nah, my blade just sharp. You been this good at rap, it's 12 years professionally, like, I'm good at it. So, when I tell a story, motherfuckers is gonna be tripping. Like, it was a girl who told me, like, I don't know if I can follow you anymore, like, every time I look at you, I always be like, oh, this is the person that killed Tupac. Feel me? Mob James told you, me right? she thinks it's me. Like the video is real. Like his wow. family called me. Like Will, like Bill, Lasane, and all them called me and was like, "Yo, Your family, bro, yeah." Wow. Like, yo, this. And I'm like, dog, it's a music video. Like this ain't your family in the car really bleeding. Like this is a music video, just like the movie. Except mine's is better than the movie. It's triggering. It's, though. It, yes. it's triggering because it makes it's you think better. about that night. And that's yeah. the thing that we never think about. And it's so weird. I remember. I think I told you the two when Nipsey, um, when Nipsey, you know, tragically sure, sure. got murdered. Yeah. I never thought I would have empathy for the person who actually killed Nip. But when, when I looked at him I, and I saw the, I'm like, yo, this dude was clearly in some pain. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, he clearly was hurt. When I saw him kick Nipsey, I said, yo. Come on, man. And people, like, making it simple. And I'm like, dog, you don't know the, the, the relationship between these people. You don't know how much pride. Me and Nip used to talk about this all the time, how people look up to us. Mm-hmm. Authenticity. And I used to always be like, man, there's certain things we can't even tell other people because if we tell them, we could tell them something like this, and they go, it's going to become this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're going to turn a, a molehill into a mountain because it's just who we are to the community. And it don't it ain't like none of us is super millionaires or billionaires. It's just your influence, your voice. Mm-hmm. So people just trip off everything you say. I done bumped heads with a lot of my homies because of certain things, certain gangs like that, you know what I mean, that beef with minds. Like I'll say something in the rap, they'll be like, oh, you dissing us. And I'm like. I'm not finna waste my time giving y'all no bars. Don't nobody even know, you know, what would be going on. So why would I give y'all bars? Like, it's dumb. Do you understand so, you explain something that people have been trying to figure out? And I'm starting to figure that out. So many different, but you kind Everybody knew, though. Everybody in the city knew. You know what I mean? Allegedly. This is normal. Like, gangs, gangbanging is real prideful. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to take credit for their body. I mean, somebody ain't going to be like, I jump out like, I did it. But you had heard when it happened, like, man, the South Side just shot up pop. You know what I'm saying, but you heard about them being jumped, so nobody thought twice. Even when Pac came up there, nobody thought twice because we like, well, you jumped that boy, like, and nobody, you know, playing with their reputation. So right. it's amazing to me that the general public doesn't understand that the streets don't give a damn about who you are, and 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 anyone can get it. I did Big Boy, right? I finally shout out to Big, right? And I Day was cussing me out. She was on Twitter, I mean, on Instagram, cuss going bad, and I'm like, I want to type all kind of goofy shit to her, but I don't. I finally do the interview, and I tell her, I'm like. Like, don't you understand what it's like if Cardi B and seven girls walked in here just jumped you? Like, you think you're going to care you like her rap records? Well, personally, I just don't care about him. That's your problem. I care about him. That's Baby Lane is me, and it's not about him being a crip, because we all from different neighborhoods. It don't matter 
your last name. We from different neighborhoods, but it's like I know what it's like, you know what I mean, to be jumped. I know what it's like to be embarrassed. I know that feeling. That's every reg- that's her. She most likely gonna be baby lame before she be Tupac. You ain't finna, you know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy that people just don't care. You, people you on my man. Instagram like, oh, I don't care. Me and Crooked was just Crooked. I was just talking about. He like, you know, well, everybody's life is equal. Everybody's death's not equal. Bullshit. My my shit mean as much to me as Donald Trump. To my daddy, it mean maybe more than Donald That's Trump, right. mm-hmm. but for sure equal. So just because it's a million motherfuckers care about you versus two motherfuckers, everybody care about you. So have you heard anything from like Snoop or you said his family called you like? <sighs> Let's see. Storm from now laws. They cussed me out, and I told her I said if you feel some kind of way, you could just call me. Like I'm a real. I'm a real, you know, real something out here. Like, you could just hit my line. But, what, but why are they cursing you out? Because if the story is... is yeah, the they like they feel like it's disrespect. They like, oh, you disrespected them. I'm like, well, where is the disrespect? Like, I just told the story from the street's perspective. And Good from hip-hop. the perspective we've all heard. We've heard a lot of those yeah. pieces. Good hip-hop is from the street side. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'm a fan of this man's music. Like, that ain't even a thought. But I also am from the streets. And good hip-hop is the street side of the story. But everybody, for the most part, that talked to me understood except corrupt. Corrupt didn't to get corrupt it. credit. Corrupt cussed me out for forty five minutes on the phone. On the phone. What corrupt said? Man, G, why the f- would you do this? You know, if somebody else did this, you'll be on their head. And I'm like, that might be. It depends on who did it. But I really couldn't respond because it's like corrupt. It's like I have to just let him cuss me out. He the OG. But I would I would expect corrupt to understand storytelling in the yeah, art of rap. Yeah. And that's what I kept telling him. Like, is it good? <laughs> you cuss me out. Everybody, listen. I'm sure Corrupt. Everybody, you know, Corrupt cuss me out for an hour and a half, man. Everybody, big too. dog, he was going in. Six so and they banging on. I'm like, damn, cuz why is you? But I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's your man. So I, I get why it could be perceived wrong. And I'm like, I get it. So I just let him cuss me out. You know, that's I, I respect his opinion too much to not. But then on the other hand, other people was like, they called right behind, like, yeah, gee, that shit is hard. That's the funny part. I, I, it's a lot of people telling me how dope they like the record. Yeah. But like, well, that was fucked up. It was yeah. dope, but that was fucked up. But that's good gangster rap. All right, we got more with Glasses Malone when we come back. Let's get into his joint we've been talking about. It's called Tupac Must Die. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Glasses Malone with Tupac Must Die. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Glasses Malone. Now, let me ask you a question, right? Now, Nipsey was your guy. Let's say... Somebody did a song that said Nipsey Hussle should die in the eyes of Eric Holder, let's just say. How would how would that make you feel? I would feel a thousand ways, but I would look at the video. I would see, is he saying something I didn't know? You know what I mean? Maybe I'll react because I feel some kind of way if I seen him, but I would look at the video. I wouldn't jump to a conclusion first, but that's me. It's a thousand from his way. That's going to trip. So I get it that all the rappers kind of in theory seem the same. But again, like I say, I don't know what I would even, I don't know what Nip did in that situation. Like, I, I can't really be honest. I have an idea, but it's different versus you knowing what happened in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody was like, oh, you should make Biggie deserve it. I'm like, well, I don't even know what happened. I don't think nobody know what happened. I mean, I have an idea of what happened, but it's different with this situation. I know exactly what happened. Yeah, I think Big, I mean, I'm just speaking just me. I think Big was more of a, a hit for real. That was a real hit. Like, like as opposed to... Yeah, that wasn't the, even like a gang violence yeah, murder. exactly. That was somebody really paid for that man to die. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's different. Like, I don't even... who Like, nobody from the streets know. I haven't heard one... Like, you have theories, but nobody know. And that's how you know somebody spent some money because they did it 
as clean as it could be done. Mm-hmm. You and Nip basically came, came in the rap game together. I remember when I first started coming back to L.A. in 08, first West Coast mm-hmm. artist, the homie Debbie Dev put me on was you, Debbie Bishop Lamont. for an hour, too. You, Bishop Lamont, Nip, Strong Arm Steady, and... Um, J-Rock. She ain't put me on J-Rock. K-Dot, she put me on Dot. Yep, yeah. J-Rock was... J-Rock, Nip, Problem. It was a lot of us at the time. That whole New West movement. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... A lot of the homies been successful. Even like with Dot, like look at how far Dot came along. Look how far Kendrick came along. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Tiger performing like the Coconut song. I watched like it's great to see some of their success, but I feel like I still got something to. I got, me and rap still got issue. So till I work out my issue with hip hop, then what's what's your issue with hip hop? Because you, you name all those names, but the first person that I always seen on the grind was you. Yeah, you had a bigger buzz than all of them yeah, at one point. Yeah. You was, you was. I met you. I don't even sure. know how long ago. Maybe long 15, 20 years ago. Like you were always on your grind, every city, and it just never took off where I, I thought it would. Just like last time when we talked, I didn't know how to make a hit record. You can't sign to no record company and don't know how to make no hit records. I don't care how authentic you are. I don't care how good of a rapper you are. You better understand what they know how to market is records. I didn't know, but Baby and Matt gave me all the chances in the world. They gave me chances till I gave up. I gave up. Like, honestly, I hear stories of people getting dropped. Like, I can't say that about Baby. That was never the case. I had to go to the trailer at a video shoot and demand him to let me out of my, like, I need to get out of this because this ain't going to work for me. I'm not going to learn. I'm not, I I don't know what's going on. So just making money and traveling ain't enough. I want to win. I want to, this is my first time impacting the culture. Like, don't get me wrong, I've made some songs that are big West Coast songs. I made a song that's a top 50 song. January they come, what was that? That was top 50. That was 49. But I can't remember the name. What was the name? Certified, certified. Certified. But to impact the culture, like right now the culture is off its, like it's off its hinges. It's off the axis. Like, people don't know what to do. It's motherfuckers in my comments cussing mad. Oh, you glass. And you know what I chalk it up to? I just shove you into the uncomfortable truth. You so unfucking comfortable. Like, you just, you don't know what to do. You know now, now the only reason people think it's hate is when, and I didn't see this interview, but they say you was with Jumper. Yeah. And you said Snoop Dogg is responsible for the way the public views Tupac, and Tupac wasn't ever close to Snoop's status. Why would you say such a lie like that, G? Huh. G. Is, okay, so we going to lie. Talk talk about about so we going to lie in this room. No, no, we ain't going to lie. Let's have a discussion. So let's be honest. Okay. Who was the n- in the rap game? Let's not, let's not ever, do, let's, let's stop. Let's Window. just stop Period. All the way from 1993 when Am came out to 1995, no. it was no bigger rapper than Snoop Dogg. It was Pac. It was Snoop. No, no. Snoop came out first. Hold up. No, no. Snoop didn't come out. Pac came out first. Well, yeah, but that. But no, 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 don't try to. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was a different type of rapper. Tupac now and all that, but he he didn't blow blow. But then Snoop came out. Superstar. No, no. Snoop was rap. Big came out trying to sell records like Snoop. That's a fact. That's a bar. That's a fact. Is Snoop. Snoop. Snoop is the Snoop is rap music. Snoop is the greatest rapper of all time. Not if he the best, not if this, he's the greatest. Like Snoop could go to any mall in America and they gonna know. A white lady 80 or a little kid eight gonna know Snoop Dogg. But we talking about over time. In that period when Pac came out of jail. You mean when he got next to Snoop Dogg? When he signed the death, death row, row, he became huge. Get, because of Snoop Dogg is death row. But he was doing movies. Like, Pac was like... Even with all that, was he as big as Snoop? Yes. No. At that at that time, yes. No, not he, in 93, not in 94. Hey, come on. He had Madonna coming to visit him in jail. Pac was prolific. So, people like Nip, where people... Like, certain people, right, their impact is way deeper than... the Like, their quality versus the quantity. 
But if we're talking about raw quantity of just, like, popping and somebody, I feel like Snoop gets so disrespected in the game. No, super, yes. he's a superstar. No, no, it's past a superstar. He is rap. Now. No, he always been rap. From the first day. First, listen, from the... Envy, from the first day, Snoop Dogg has been rapped. Is nobody even been close to that type of even initial blast till Fifth? Fifth became the closest person. Snoop Dogg, not like as a kid, right? I remember watching on the news where they said he sold like 870,000 records the first week. And yeah. his record was so good, he sold 880,000 the second week. Mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg is rapped. So it's not hate. Like, I really, I'm sincere. Like, you wanted to be on death row because of Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Well, I can't wait to post this clip and uh, get this argument started on yes, that, social media. That's going to be a real... And, and you know what? You're going to get more people screaming like, oh, Tupac is like, I'm not going to let y'all... I know. Mm -hmm. First off, most of the people arguing about Tupac wasn't even born before 95 or 96. <laughs> so I'm arguing with you. It's like if I walked the earth with Jesus. That's what I compared it to. It's like people are mad because maybe I showed you Jesus had a wife and kid. It's the reason why the council of Nicaea hit it. They probably in their mind think like people can't take this. Right now, people are like, well, I don't know. How am I supposed to look at Pac? Because what? He did some real shit. Like he helped his partner, rushed the dude, and you know what I mean? And then re that's that's normal. That's what happened in the soldier's life. Mm -hmm. That's what he's a soldier. But before these people get in the comments and get to discredit and snoop, let it be the people who were around at that time. You know, as LL Cool J, as other people, as Hove, ask people how big Dog was. Feel me? That's it's serious. Like when he got next to Dog, it changed his life. When he got over Drake beats, it changed his life. And then he got murdered. Feel me? Tragically, that changed his life. That really got his met all it. More of this stuff. What was probably at three million? He was at three million when he passed away. When he pa with, with, yeah, because all eyes on me ended up selling five. Yeah, well, it went down because it's a double album, but it sold five million copies. So it was probably at two or three. So like that's not no slouch, but I'm telling you. Dog Pound sold double platinum. Feel me? Mm -hmm. Soundtrack sold seven. But I'm saying, Soundtrack sold two million. Mm -hmm. Dog and Dre together is like unbelievable. You know, the tandem is like Boosie and, and George Clinton. I don't know as rap, but it's not the same. I really feel like Pac really got his real shine. Again, he was a star. He was a big time star. Huge movies and all that. But Snoop Dogg was the guy. Mm -hmm. Like it's dip. Pac became the guy being next to Snoop Dogg. That's the difference. When you're the number that. one guy, was Pac the number one guy before? On Death Row, no. Before no. Death Row, number one guy no. in what though? No, in rap or movies? No. Was it, he bigger it, than L? No. Not that time. Not in movies. No. Not before I Death don't Row, know, man. Death Row changed. Poetic Pac Justice life. Juice. I, do, I mean, I don't know what did LL have out then. I don't know. I can't even think of what. I don't even know if he was bigger than Q. I, nah, man. Yes, he was bigger then, than Cube. Because yeah, yeah, Cube, Cube only did Boys in the Hood. Yeah. No, Cube did Boys in the Hood. Cube did that a couple movies. That came after. Boys in the Hood was like, what, 91? 90, that's what I'm and telling High Learning was like later. All that was later. Like 95, right? I, I, this is a good debate. Yeah, absolutely. For real. But we appreciate you for joining us. Thank y'all for having me. Well, now I'm coming to something, man. I used to be out here pissing people off with singles. Just telling the truth. I'm just telling the truth. it, I'm in. Well, Glasses Malone. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, man. I wish you guys could just hear behind the scenes. I don't. A white camera guy says, so who's bigger? <laughs> Snoop Pac or... I'm like, Snoop Pac, you just created that person? 
Goodness gracious. Anyway, morning, everybody. We are The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Rick Ross. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right, let's switch this around. <laughs> so let's talk about Rick Ross because he does have his new album about to come out. You guys excited? I want to hear it. Yes, yes I do. Port of Miami, too. Rick mm-hmm. Ross been quietly bodying everything all year long. Now he's been doing his interviews. He was on the West Side, on the West Coast, and he was talking to Bootleg Kev and DJ Head, and he talked about the whole situation with him and Birdman having a back and forth and doing a track with Pusha T and Wayne. Because I feel like if there's anybody that should do it, it should be me. Right. Me being on Pusha album, me always being on Wayne albums, me always being on Drake albums, and me understanding and looking at it from a a real boss perspective. The differences they had, I felt that just came from Wayne being a soldier to his big homie. Right, so yeah. is it really personal? And whatever was said is over with. I don't almost forgot it. The records have been cleared okay. by both parties. Oh, but that's that, what's up. But that's not what it's about. It's about, is this the right time to put all the behind us and move forward? Yeah, I don't think he should have necessarily did that without getting their approval, you know, because they got history of, of problems from way back that they need to settle before we... To do a song with each other. Serious question, though. Yeah, imagine Pusha- if somebody put him on a song with 50 Cent without telling him. I mean, yeah. But do Pusha T and Wayne really have an issue? Like, is it a I real get- beef, beef, beef? Yeah, They've been beefing like for said. a long yeah, time. Yeah, but is it really about something? It ain't like nobody got shot, nobody got stabbed. It wasn't no fight. Like, you know. You could see that ending for no, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 The, most, the harshest thing I think I heard was Wayne saying F Pusha T and anybody who love him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about when Rick Ross was on a big boy because he did address his own feud with 50 Cent. Honestly, I'm a businessman. If 50 Cent still had value, I may have been done it. But not being funny, not on homie right. just saying, you know, he ain't that dude no more. Man, we was riding through L.A. smoking the hate or the love it yesterday. If he was still making music like that, of course, one of my dogs could hit me. Drake could hit me and say, Rose, I got 50 on the record. And if he was still dope like he was eight years ago, Roselle laced that because I'm 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 on fire. You know what's crazy? Fifty Cent is in, is in a, a rare air, meaning that he's in one of those spaces where people don't care if Fifty Cent does music no more because Fifty Cent the personality is bigger than his music and the businessman and the bit. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the the TV shows and just him, his personality. Like I don't, I just think Fifty's entertaining. Like I ain't, I don't care about if he puts out music or not. That's, very, that's know, a very rare, rare space to be in. Rick Ross also spoke with Big Boy about Kodak Black and Kodak Black's comments about Lauren London and if that was disrespectful to Nipsey Hussle. Did you have any conversations with Kodak in regards to his comments about Lauren and Nipsey? No, nah, no, I didn't. You know, the people, I got some homies that's close to Kodak and, you know, the, they sent the energy that, you know, of course, homie ain't mean no true disrespect. You know, me knowing Kodak, I know that that Tustin X and that lean, I had you say some things mm. and... You know, you may hear it a few days later and really realize what it was, but me knowing Kodak, I know he respect the streets. Mm-hmm. I know he wouldn't disrespect Nipsey Hussle. All right, now let's talk about NBA Youngboy. And looks like he's set to be released from jail in the next couple of weeks. He was in so jail. So that'd be great news. Yeah, he's yeah. been in jail all the time. Ever since the shooting. Ever since Rolling Loud Festival. So they're saying he's scheduled to be released on August 15th. It's been pretty tough for him. He got arrested after that shootout May 12th. And that was in uh, Sunny Isles Beach, Florida. One person got killed. Two others were injured. None of his team was charged in the shooting. They acted in self-defense. But his girlfriend uh, was shot and injured during that battle. And a five-year-old child was also grazed by a bullet. 
So he had to remain in jail so they could investigate him allegedly making violent threats via social media on that day. And once he's released, he'll be on house arrest for 14 months. I can't keep up with all the young rappers that are in jail. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, it's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's talk about ASAP Rocky because he's in Sweden. He's back in court today, and he's facing up to two years in jail if he is convicted. Now, the alleged victim, Mustafa Jafari, who is saying that he was assaulted by ASAP Rocky, is seeking $14,700 in damages. And they're saying that there's a lot of differences what goes on here with the system and what goes on in Sweden because ASAP Rocky is in Sweden. So, you know, they don't have bail. They don't have a bail system. What they do is if you it's a low level offense, then they'll release you on your own recognizance until the trial. And if they think you're a flight risk or if you're accused of something violent, then that's why they hold you. So he's been in custody ever since he went to go and answer some questions. They said that he's not expected to take the stand today and other people will be speaking on his behalf. Uh, and right now, nobody on his team is available for comment. There's not going to be any cameras or anything, no press coverage in the courtroom. So you will have to wait and see what happens. But they said Sweden is very well known for minimal punishment, even after people are convicted. So they assume that this will be over as early as tomorrow and they'll have a decision. We'll see what happens. So listen, kid, right. kids don't do the free such and such campaigns no more. Like I grew up on free Pimp C and free C murder and free AO. Like the youngins don't do that no more. They do. It wasn't as vocal. What, 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 did they realize that some of them need to be in there? Uh, <laughs> are, you, are they not sure? So they just keep their freeze to themselves just in case. What is no, it? They still do it. I, I just don't think you follow those people that are doing it. Who, who's the one? Who got the biggest one? Who got the biggest free such and such campaign right now? It has to be ASAP, of course. I mean, I see ASAP. I'm talking about the NBA Well, they young said all of those people protesting for ASAP Rocky and the government interference and all of that is hurting him. Because they're making an example. We're not going to cave in to this celebrity pressure. Yeah, so. that kind of, that, that do make you shut up when you yelling free ASAP and then Trump says free ASAP. You're like, you know, let me keep my opinion to myself. <laughs> God damn it. All right. All right. Well, that is your front page, I mean, uh, rumor report. All right. I don't, you, I, don't, I, don't, I don't yell free such and such unless it's like a political prisoner, though. Simply because I don't know if people deserve to be in there or not. So if I got locked up, you wouldn't yell free at me? I got to hit it both sides. I got to see all the evidence. I got to see hear all the evidence and hear what the streets say. You know what see? I'm saying? You know what? Who are you giving that donkey to, man? Uh, speaking of free somebody, uh, this young man is in jail right now for something that he could have avoided, and it is a teachable moment because you cannot become what you hate, people. Let's talk about it. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. Donkey, donkey, donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Guys, guys, can we talk? Can we talk? Donkey of the Day for Thursday, August 1st, goes to a young man named Devontae Allen. Uh, he is 18 years old. He is from Ohio, I believe. Yes, Kennedy Heights, Ohio. Uh, he's 18 years old and faces four counts of felonious assault. Now, my brothers and sisters, I know that uh, the history of what our ancestors went through in this country and what black people still go through in this country today is traumatizing. I know that it causes us anxiety, PTSD, depression, and more so than anything. I know it makes us enraged, all right? Uh, what did James Baldwin say? To be black and conscious in America is to be in a constant state of rage, Okay. Even if you're not conscious, it's just so easy to simply see a video of an unarmed black or brown person getting killed at the hands of a police officer and want to wild out your damn self, you know, want to resort to violence in some way. I know how it is when you watch videos of police officers um, or white men assaulting our queens. I know how it is when we watch miniseries like when they see us about the Central Park Five or movies like 12 Years a Slave. Man, 
That's one reason I don't watch slave movies. Unless it's Birth of a Nation, the Nat Turner film, or Django. Simply because those brothers weren't victims, they fought back. Because if I watch Roots or any other slave movie like that, where it's a bunch of black people just getting beaten on and killed, Lord have mercy. The thoughts that run through my mind when I see those things, okay? Uh, you know, sometimes you just need a white people break. All right? And whenever I see any of those aforementioned projects, I need a break from white people because it can drive you to feel the way Devontae Allen felt, but it shouldn't drive you to do what Devontae Allen did, okay? Simply put, what he did was stupid. We can't become what we hate, people. I repeat, what we can't become what we hate. Would you like to know what Devontae Allen did? Let's go to WKRC Local 12 for the report, please. Young man accused of firing shots at people in a local neighborhood surrenders to police. 18-year-old Devontae Allen faces four counts of assault. He was caught on video chasing after four people with a gun on Tyne Avenue in Kennedy Heights last Thursday. Officers say that he's heard in that recording saying, quote, I don't like white people in my hood right before firing the shot. Now, thankfully, no one was hit. You know... I call the police on strange white people in my hood, a.k.a. my cul-de-sac, all the time. All right? It's, it's actually one of my favorite pastimes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, but never have I thought to myself, I'm going to run out of my house and start firing on them, all right? And this ain't Mississippi burning, all right? They're not burning a cross on my lawn. If that was the case, handle your business, all right? Pock hands in the duffel bag over to Wood Harris and above the rim. Handle your business. But no, Devontae, no. My brother, I don't condone this. This is the same energy that got Trayvon Martin killed, all right? Somebody didn't like the color of his skin and didn't like him in that neighborhood. All right, I know, I know, but Uncle Charlotte, you say Michelle Obama says when they go low, we go high. But Charlamagne the God says when they go low, take it to the floor with them. But Charlamagne the God also says, beware that when fighting monsters, you yourself do not become a monster. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, have you become what you hate? In the case of Devontae Allen, from what I know, I would have to say yes. Simply shooting at white people because you don't like them in your hood. It's not a logical or valid reason to lick shots. What if those were plain clothes police officers, my brother? You would be dead and for what? What if those were four white people on our side? What if they were Jehovah's Witnesses? All right, seriously, what if there were four white people who understand their privilege and use it to combat prejudice, okay? This could easily be a case of mistaking Miracle Whip for helmets. All right, situations like this make me think, if you focus on what you hate, right, like the more you meditate on someone's behavior or the more you consider how you can avoid becoming like somebody, subconsciously, do you sometimes become just like them? Like it seems the more you resist becoming something you dislike, the more you accidentally move toward their quality. So it makes me wonder what would happen if we took our focus off of hate and fear altogether and simply turned our focus toward love. Now, I'm not saying throw your guns away because I'm two-way all day. All I'm saying is, is when you focus on love, love for yourself, love for your fellow man, you don't do things like this. Like, Devontae, don't be like the racists. Don't be like the bigots. Don't be like the people that just hate us simply because of the color of our skin. And always remember, you reclaim your power by loving what you were once taught to hate. All right? Please give young Devontae Allen the biggest hee-haw. And I, I hope they don't throw him under the jail for this. All you right. hit nobody. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, ask ye if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Hit ye right now. The number 800-585-1051 should help you out with all your problems. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello. Who's this? It's Tony. Hey, Tony. Good morning, man. What's your question for you, bro? Good morning, um, all you guys. Good up morning. Here. 
Uh, I, my, my question to you guys, right, my uncle passed away recently, the last week or two, and I had to go to South Carolina to help my family with, with the procedures and burying my uncle, right? But my, my, my thing was, like, growing up, I always seen different people in my family step up to take care of situations when they came about. So this time my uncle passed away, he had four other siblings that are still alive. That mm-hmm. You know, my mom stepped up, but the other siblings didn't really step up the way they should have. And it was like, you know, when you see, when you see that your hero is really a zero. So my, my thing was, I wanted to ask you, like, how do you go on with your life knowing that the people that, that help, help you grow, you know, I didn't grow up with a dad. I grew up with my mother and two other brothers. So my uncles mm-hmm. were like my father, you know? So how do you how do you go on with life knowing that the people that you depended on, you know, you really can't depend on in your last days and in your final days, you know? So it's like, I mean, I'm just kind of confused of, you know, how things are really supposed to work and how families are really supposed to come together and make sure everybody's taken care of, you know, when you're oh, alive in, in your last day. So it's like, it's really confusing for me right now, you know? Well, Tony, I'm going to say this. You're definitely not alone in that. I think especially when it comes to funerals and families, because I've had to deal with this in my own family myself, a lot of times people don't step up the way that they should. People get really selfish. They feel like they don't want to contribute to certain things, but they want to get benefits uh, from when a person passes away. And I think that's not unique to your family. And people can just be selfish. And I think that's across the board in this world, not even just in your family. Now, as far as you having looked up to your uncles and people in your family growing up, I think there's nothing wrong with you having taken some positive things because everybody does have positive and negative things about them. But we should always be, we should always strive to be better than those people were and learn from other people's mistakes. And what that means for you is that I don't, I hate when I let outside people affect how I am as a person. So what this should do for you is make you realize I never want to be like that. I'm going to continue to be the generous and thoughtful person that I have been and continue to spread that love. But I just have to know that in certain situations, people don't act the way that I would act. Right. And and, and Angela, you know, I I, I want to say thank you for your advice because you don't even know me. And you you just said, you know, all the words that describe who I am. You know what I mean? You know, those people that sit in the back of the church, they sit in the back, you know, for years. When it's your turn to sit in the front of the church, it's your turn. You know, just like when you're turning the path away, you're going to be in the front and everybody has to sit there and watch you. You know, do what's right now and not wait till later to to, to worry about what's right. You know, right. Or, and and Tony, right you to continue do, to you know do what I mean? what's right. I think that's the most important. You can't control how other people act, but you can control yourself and what it is that you do and what you put out into this world and this environment. And so what you put out is what you give back. And when other people get their karma or they're in a situation and they're like, oh, my God, you know, this is happening to me now that's when they'll realize it. But fortunately for you, you don't have to go through that. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you for your advice. And I want to say, you know, shout out to you guys. I've been listening to you guys for years. My family's from the South. I'm I'm, I'm in the smallest state in the United States. And, you know, and it's just funny how life is, you know, how people from the outside, from perspective, can know who you are, not even met you. You know, and I want to say, you know, God bless you guys. And I hope everything goes well with you, you, you and your family and everything you're trying to do. Thank you, well, brother. thank you, Tony. Thank you. I can tell that you're a very thoughtful person, just the way that this has affected you so deeply. But you need to take that burden off of yourself and continue. I think when other people do negative things, it just makes me want to be more positive. Right. I'm the same way. All right, Tony. Have a good one, man. Thank you. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit Yee right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Olivia. Olivia, what's your question for Yee? Okay, so I've been talking to this guy for the past nine months now, I would say. He's older than me by like 11 years. Mm-hmm. He has one child who's not really a child. He's grown, kind of. He's 19. Okay. And he was with his ex-wife for, I would say, 20 years on and off. And he's been separated from her for, like, three years now. I would say, like, two and a half, three years now. Me and him met because we have... uh, My neighbor is his sister. So, we met. It was really on some, like... Mm-hmm. We wound up vibing, like the vibe was so dope, just so natural, flowing so easily. And we wound up becoming, you know, in a relationship with each other. We've been okay. in this relationship, like I said, nine months now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I say like he, you know, they say when you find a good man, especially nowadays in 2019, you hold on to him. Right. You know, like, and when I say this man is amazing, he is like phenomenal, like grown man head on his shoulders, focused on his goals. Like, he bigs me up. He helps me to stay on a positive path. Like, so what's the really issue, amazing. Olivia? I don't want to rush things with him. But I'm like, when I say in love, I'm in love. And I don't okay, want to let great this feeling. man go nowhere. It is. Like, truthfully, I've, I've had my fair share of, you know, horrible relationships. And this one is truly a godsend, like a blessing. But mm-hmm. I also don't want to scare him away by wanting more. But I could see myself marrying this man. I could see a real future with this man. Like, our vibe is that dope. But I don't want to okay. scare him off. So, I mean, what? how should Are I you guys in a, in a monogamous relationship? Yeah, like, we're, that's it. It's me and him. There's nothing okay. else. Okay. All right. So, you're on the path toward that. If he treats you as great as you say he does, you're in love with him. And I assume he tells you he loves you and he's in love with you, too. Oh, yes. Okay. And I feel like this, I mean, everything's going so well right now. I think it's been, you know, nine months. You don't have to worry about the future right now as long as things are going well. So I feel like enjoy your time that you're spending together and don't be concerned about losing him if everything's going so great. Sometimes we uh, really hurt ourselves when we make issues when there are none. Of course. Of course. I 100% agree with that. So you're ready to get married now. Not right now, not right now, but it is something that with this man, like, I'm not going to lie, he, after my ex, my ex fiance, my daughter's father, he did me really, really, really dirty, like beyond, beyond repair. You understand? So this is your knight in shining armor. Yes. Like, I really didn't think a man like this existed no more, to be honest with you. Okay, well, I suggest that you bring up the topic of what his plans are for the future. Does he want to get married again and see how he responds? I mean, we, I, I have kind of dropped a hint a little bit to him. And, you know, he's not against it, like he said. He's not against, you know, having a family and settling down and being married. He's just really goal-driven right now. And mm-hmm. I feel like at his age, I feel like sometimes I think like his goals are, you know, the most important thing to him because he put himself on the back burner for so many years. Right, and, and you have to respect, respect that, that as well. I do. So, Olivia, I just want to say this. If everything's great, just continue to be great. Just let it flow. Right? It's only been nine months. Let it be great. Don't put this pressure on yourself. Don't do that. Just enjoy it. Be in love. I mean, let yourselves grow together. Stalkers, like a lot of people are stalking our social medias. 
There's a lot of mm-hmm. bonfinche going around. And it's like, you know, my, my ex is bitter. His ex is just, I don't know, special, I guess. You know, so <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a lot. I'm trying not to be disrespectful. Right. But, well, y'all concentrate you know, on yourselves, Olivia, and just be happy and celebrate the fact that you found a good man. Oh, thank you, Yee. Thank you. That's what I've been trying to do. Oh, by the way, I'm so sorry, guys. That was so rude of me. Good morning, Envy. Good morning, Yee. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good, good morning, morning, everybody. Okay. Well, have fun with it, girl. All right. Have a good one, Mama. Thank good luck. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and if you can, by any chance, check out my Instagram, Savory Blossoms. I cater all events. Okay, Mama. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. You have a blessed one. You too. Ask ye 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can hit her now. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about R. Kelly because, you know, he's in court as well. And they're saying that he's calling his alleged victims disgruntled groupies. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. So Kanye West, we told you about how he he had these ideas for developments and architecture and what he wants to do with housing. Well, now he has domes on his property in Calabasas. Oh, those kind of domes. I didn't know what he was talking about. She said, said, she's Kanye's dome. I said, all right, dome. Wow. (laughs) So what he wants to do is create a whole housing community. And now he has uh, released those pictures of what those dome-like structures are standing like. So if you ever vote TV, you can take a look right now and see what that looks like. <laughs> Would you want to live in a dome? Um, well, Some people think we do. Some people think the earth is flat and we <laughs> live in a dome now. So I don't know. All right. Now let's talk about R. Kelly. He has filed some documents uh, and he's saying that his alleged victims are disgruntled groupies. He's trying to get out of jail before his trial and his lawyers say that he's not a threat and he says that the people that have allegations against him are just groupies who are trying to get his attention and even fought each other for it, voluntarily contacted him, came to his shows and pined to be with him. And they said they're trying to paint a picture of him, but... All of that is five disgruntled groupies, not all of which are alleged to be underage, who now show groupie remorse so many years later and only after a TV show and an aggressive vocal Cook County prosecutor makes a public cry for victims come forth, tell your story and be famous. So that's what his defense is. You know, you know, the problem with R. Kelly What's that. He's 50 something years old. He's never going to hold himself accountable. He's never going to acknowledge his wrongs like ever, like never, ever. It's always going to be somebody else's fault. He's he's never going to accept responsibility. So that that's that's going to be the saddest thing about this whole situation that he'll probably go to his grave never learning from his mistakes. Right. All right. Now Drake wants the mayor of um, Pickering. It's a suburb in Toronto. He wants them to improve the Wi-Fi in the city so that he can work on his new album. He said, can the mayor of Pickering set up some stronger Wi-Fi towers so Boy Wonder can be able to send me all his newest beats? Trying to cook up. Thanks. So I guess we can expect that new music soon, right? I know somebody in that studio is really happy. Um, (laughs) All right. And congratulations to the team at Hollywood Unlocked. They have announced a new deal with iHeartRadio. So okay. Now they're mm-hmm. gonna, yes, Hollywood Unlock with Jason Lee, which is co-hosted by my girl, sis, Melissa Ford, and DJ Damage. They've been working on the Hollywood Unlock Censored podcast, and now it's a two-hour program that's going to premiere August 17th, and it's going to expand that brand. They're gonna have, they have a website already. They already have the podcast, a YouTube channel. They already have events. Now, Jason Lee said in a press release, when I first started Hollywood Unlock four years ago, I had a dream of having a national show after several years of 
working hard and never losing sight of my journey. This dream has now come into reality. And Melissa Ford also reflected on her 10-year friendship with Jason Lee. And being the sole female co-host, she said, I've realized the importance of my role. I enjoy finding ways to inspire and empower women while providing humor through our antics and conversations along the way. Drop one of Clues Bonds for Hollywood Unlocked. Uh, that's a great show. It's one of my favorite shows. I, I, I've been saying for a while now that Jason Lee was going to be up next. Um, I want my 10% of this deal. Also, um, <laughs> DJ Damage got fired from iHeart before, previously, mm-hmm. and now he's back with iHeart. See, I respect that kind of hustle, too. You know what I'm saying? You get fired from a situation, but then you go to another situation that isn't connected to any radio or any company, and then you build it to the point that where, hey, boom, the company that fired you got <laughs> ends up resigning you that again. It happens. I, I respect it. You know what I'm saying? So drop on the clues bombs for Hollywood Unlocked again, man. Jason Lee, Melissa Ford. Those those people's right there. Yeah, congratulations to them. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm yes. really I'm really happy for Jason, but I'm extremely happy for Melissa Ford. And Melissa Ford done been through a lot, and she's a very beautiful woman who is a very intelligent woman as well. And I think that now with uh, the Hollywood Unlock platform, people will start to see that right just as much as y'all been seeing her. TNA. Yeah, I'm excited. I was telling years. Melissa, me and Melissa Ford used to work together as Sirius, and now I was like, we're co-workers again. So I'm excited for her to be you, around. You, you know, you know, it's crazy. Me uh, about shoot, well over ten years ago, maybe like ugh, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Me, Jason Lee. Uh, it was supposed to be Melissa Ford, but it ended up being Claudia Jordan. We did a show called The Funeral, and we did a demo for like Sirius Satellite Radio back in the day. Mm-hmm. But they didn't pick it up. But I think I think we all pretty much landed on our feet. Claudia yep. Jordan's in Dallas doing morning radio. See what Jason yeah. Leadham doing with Hollywood Unlocked. And that's Charlemagne the thriving. Yeah, that Lenard, that Lenard Charlemagne the God guy, he's doing okay in life. <laughs> he's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing okay. All right, well, that is your rumor reports. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, when we come back... People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in 800-585-1051. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, you got a positive note for the people, Charlemagne. Yes, man. Let's talk about perseverance on this fine Thursday. First of all, I want to salute uh, Seth Myers. Thank you, Seth Myers, for having me last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were live last night, and Seth Myers comes on at 1225 in the morning. So I went on at 119. I do not know why the hell I did that. Okay. Are you tired right now? Bruh, bruh. Yes, I am. But I thought you said you weren't. You're good. I was lying. You... <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah, salute to Seth Myers. And I just want to talk about perseverance, okay? Perseverance is the hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?